Good morning, everybody. Um, you will notice that in your bulletins, there's usually notes. There's not this week. That is not because I was lazy. That is not because I forgot. That is not because last night I went, dang it, I never printed them out and put them in the bulletin. Looks like it's not happening. None of those things are true. The reason that there are no notes in your bulletins, no uh, notes in your bulletin today is because this is going to be a sermon unlike ones that we've done in the past. I don't have a note sheet. I don't, I don't have a note sheet for you. Because normally, right, when we preach a sermon, when, when, when we have a Sunday, you know, I, we have a text, and we read the text, and we divide the text, and we look at what can we learn from the text, and it's great. And I am of the personal belief that most of the time, that is the way a sermon should be preached. I am never somebody, I have had people while I was in chapel, I have had pastors that every once in a while will preach a sermon and they have no scriptural text in it at all, anywhere, ever. And there's only been one time when I was okay with that and the guy got up there and he told the story of, of mercy and justice and he told the story of the Bible and mercy kept stepping in until Christ was on the cross and then he, did no, he no longer stepped in and allowed justice to step in. And it was beautiful and he referenced scripture but he didn't read any and he went, okay, fine. So I'm somebody that wants scripture. I figure it's a sermon. We're in church. This is our book. We should read from it. And don't worry, we will. It's only a couple of verses, but we will. But I was sitting in the office on Monday, the only day the office was open uh, this past week. Um, and I was going, man, this Sunday is the hardest one in my two years of being here. Year and three quarters, whatever. But I've done two Christmases. Technically three, since I also preached Christmas the year I wasn't the pastor here. But I went, this is the hardest one because you don't, you don't want to start a series or something because you would wait until January, you know, to do something like that. And it's the week after Christmas. And you just preached about Christmas the week before. And let's be honest, church is a little lighter the week after Christmas anyway. So you don't necessarily want to do something massive and huge that day. So what are you going to do? And I was talking to my dad in the office and he goes, well, why don't you just talk about the year and what's coming up next? And I said, that sounds like a great idea. Why didn't I come up with that? So that's what we're going to do. Because here's the thing. This past year, I mentioned it up there, has been filled with both personal on your part and my part and corporate, the church as a whole, struggles, but also personal and corporate incredible blessing. And we want to look back at that, but more importantly, I think, we need to look forward to what God's going to do next year in 2020. So our scripture passage this morning, it's one that I've actually preached out of already, but that's okay. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, and you're going to go, wow, I know these verses. Yep, they're some of the most popular ones in scripture. That's okay. Let's read it, though. It's up there if you don't have a Bible with you. Philippians 3, 12 through 14. It reads, not that I have already obtained it, and this is Paul speaking, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The part in that that we're going to focus on quite a bit is kind of that second half. Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 
First things first, I want to take us back through the year, through two or three or four major things that happened. And you might go, but pastor, you forgot one. No, it just didn't quite make this one. Or you might go, pastor, that one wasn't as important to me. This one was, that's great. But I'm hitting a couple of the massive things that I looked at and I went, man, look at what God's done this year. So the first thing that, that came to mind, and it is halfway through the year, Sorry, not that the first half of the year didn't have a bunch of stuff in it, but the second half of the year I have more of a memory for, recency bias, you know. Back in June, well, it was before that, but in June we were like, we're going to do Midtown Days or Midtown Festival, whatever it's called now. They've changed it, so I don't know anymore. But the thing in the park. And we had this great plan. We were going to give away water, and we were going to give away popcorn, and we were going to have candy and some games, and we were promoting VBS, and that was our thing. VBS was coming up at the beginning of July, and this was going to be great. And then they called us, the borough called us about a month and a half beforehand and said, hey, would you mind not doing water and not giving away water because we sell water, and it's one of our big fundraisers for the year. Cool. That's fine. We will gladly. You do that. We won't give away water. We still got popcorn. We still got some other stuff. Dad had built a few different uh, types of games and stuff. It was going to be great. And then that day, that morning, I'm getting ready in the morning, and I get a call from my dad, who is somewhat upset with me for not telling them we could not use a popcorn machine or the generator. And I got somewhat upset because I was like, well, I didn't know. Nobody told me. And so with about an hour until the thing's supposed to start, we have no plan. Annette and Dad and I, we, we, we figured it out, and we had some games, and we had some candy, and it was great, and it was an incredible day, four, three, four hours, however long it is. But I bring this up for two reasons. One, you're going to notice a couple of, couple of common themes throughout all of these major events. I full, uh, full-heartedly, wholeheartedly, not full-heartedly, wholeheartedly believe that there was one reason we were there that day, and his name is Tristan. They were right behind us, and I'd like to say that I had a massive hand in bringing Tristan and Jennifer to this church. I did not. Annette and Abigail did, and they came to VBS. And that brings me to my second big moment of the year for that I remembered, VBS. We're ready to go. We're trying something new, something that we've never done before. A Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. And everybody I talked to said, that will never work. And when Annette approached me back in the early part of the year and said, I'd like to do it this way, I said, I'm good with it. Why? Tell me why. We're going to do it. I just want to know your reasoning. And I sat there, and I'm going to be honest with you. I thought, there's not a chance this is going to work. This isn't going to work. I didn't tell her that. But I was like, this isn't going to work. What are you thinking, Ma? Okay, fine. I'll do my best for you. Here we go. And of course, Tristan and Jennifer uh, came to that. But if you remember, and I talked about this, this amazing thing happened that week. The restaurant burned down, and New Milford was without water for a week. So here we are. It's Wednesday morning. The kids are painting. And one of the leaders comes up to me and goes, Sam, there's no water. And I'd like to say that I was cool, calm, and collected and handled the situation and did it perfectly. But what actually happened is I went, oh, no. What are we going to do? 
Now, luckily, there were people there who were wiser than I and smarter than I and said, let's get some buckets. We're not having them drinking the water from the tap anyway, so drinking is fine. Let's get some five-gallon buckets. My parents live up the road a little bit so we can fill those five-gallon buckets because they have a spring so that we can flush toilets. It's going to be annoying, but we're okay. And a lot of the other churches in the area canceled their VBS because they didn't have water. And we said, well, let's keep doing it. On top of that, the ovens downstairs didn't work. So dad, who was doing the lunches for the day, had to cook everything up at the house and bring it back down here. But it was a great week of VBS. And if you remember, that Sunday afterward was one of the highest Sundays we've had in the whole year. Because mom's idea worked. Because God has a way of making fools even more foolish. And I'll tell you what, I was a fool at times this year. And then we had, you know, this, the, the, this one kind of breaks the mold a little bit. But if you remember the church picnic, man, that was fun. We were praying so hard for great weather. And you know what? It was perfect. It was sunny, but not hot. Late July, or early July. It wasn't sweltering hot. That's great. It was sunny. I don't know if you know this or not, but my friend Adam was there. Adam is not a Christian. He is my biggest what if from my time in high school because I was not the Christian. I should have been to him. And you know what? He was there and he read the scripture and he sang the songs and he walked away from it and he told me that you guys that were there were some of the nicest people he had met. To my knowledge, he's not right now a Christian. But you know what? You did something I never could have that day when we were just eating chicken swimming in the lake, and playing badminton. And Rip over here, in case you didn't know it, is an excellent badminton player. He's been hiding that from y'all. Yeah, that's true. The wind was blowing. So that, and we were playing on a volleyball net. So normally a badminton net is like yay high. The volleyball net was way up here. So you're just like, I got it. But it was a great time. And then we fast forward to like the night, end of October, October 31st. And we've been planning it, and we're going, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And by, we, by the way, with VBS, and with Light the Night, and with Midtown Days, and even mostly with the, uh, with the picnic, when I say we, I mean mostly mom, and then me as well sometimes involved. I might be your pastor, but let's be honest, she's the one that runs this place sometimes, and she comes up with the best ideas. So please don't think that I'm taking all this credit because I'm not, because she deserves most of it. Dad deserves a little, more, a little more than me, quite a bit more than me. And then I'm there, and I'm just like, yeah, let's go. Rah, rah. I'll preach on Sunday. It'll be great. But so here's like the night, and we're going, okay, this is going to be great. And then we look at the weather, and it's supposed to be torrential downpours all night. And we have a, a fire truck and an ambulance here with lights, and we're supposed to be able to, kids are supposed to be able to go out and see them. And we tried to get a cop car, but they couldn't come, which is understandable because, you know, they're out and about making sure on Halloween night that nothing bad is happening. So, but we've got all of this stuff, and we're like, you've got to be kidding me. And we were on our knees begging God, don't let it rain. Don't let it, actually what we said was don't let it pour. We should have been more specific because it didn't pour. It just spit all night long until we were done. Right about eight o'clock, it started to it just downpour. But you know what? It was great because we had, it was over 200 kids, wasn't it? I'm looking at you because you were doing registration. Do you remember? 
Over 200 kids, so not just their parents, over 200 kids walked through that basement, got candy, and saw the people, you guys of this church, that cared for them and loved them, kids they don't know. And then on top of that, God brought into our lives another family and said, you better help them. And we went, okay, we'll help them. We can do this, we can do this. And God said, and again, this is mostly Annette, not me. She would fill me in, but it's still her. And God said, no, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And we went, how the hell are we going to do this? And then a couple of students, seniors at the school found out and said, well, instead of just talking about ministry, why don't we do it? And we'll help out. And then Alan Hall found out, and yes, it's political. Let's not be like, well, he did it just out of the goodness of his heart. He's a good man. But it was political too. Well, I'll donate five frozen turkeys. You see, because when you're doing what God asks you to do and you step out in that faith, he goes, I'll take care of the rest. I'm asking you to take a step. I'll take care of the rest. And I don't know if you know this or not, but at the beginning of the year, there was one, sometimes two kids in children's church, and here at the end of the year, we are averaging 10, and we have outgrown the room that they're in. Because we said, and by we again here, mom said, we've got to take a step out. We've got to do this. And I said, okay, let's go. I've been more along for the ride with this than actually driving the car, which is nice, sometimes. I do have a little bit of a control personality, and by a little bit, I mean a lot. And so I do want to be in control, but every time I've been like, I'll take control, it just goes haywire. So, but, but there are averaging 10 kids in there. Last week, there were 15. There are a couple themes that have gone through most of these, and I'd like to point them out to you if you haven't caught them. Number one, kids. Midtown Festival was for VBS. VBS was for kids. Like the night was for kids. The outlier in that is the church picnic, but you know what? Jack's had the time of his life, so kids. The second thing I'd like to point out that's a theme throughout all of them. Hardship, trial, and tribulation. Midtown days, you've got a plan, better throw that out. VBS, well, you don't have water. Let's see how you handle that. Light the night, it's gonna rain. Let's see how you handle that. Too much water. Yeah, VBS was too much water. <laughs> or not VBS, uh, like the night. And there are more and more cases throughout. I, I didn't even bring up something like the lift, which has been a multiple year long battle with the people across the street. And now that we finally have the okay, it's too cold. The ground's starting to freeze. It's just one thing after another, but here's the thing. The third theme, and perhaps the most important theme that weaves its way throughout all of them, is that God said, take a step. And we did. Everything didn't go perfectly. Not every little thing worked out the way we wanted it to. But over the past year, we said our slogan at First Baptist is going to be where faith meets life. And if that's going to be our slogan, we better do it. And we did. There were times where we failed. There's no doubt about that. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have a fear of failure. I have a fear of the what if. What if this fails? What then? And there were multiple conversations my parents had with me where we, they went, you need to stop. 
we got to take the step. You see, a lot of times people think that the opposite of fear is faith. That's not quite true. Because Peter was probably terrified when he stepped out of the boat, but he stepped out in faith. Now, when he started focusing on that fear over the faith, that's when he started to sink. But you can be afraid and still step out in faith, but you can't let that fear control you. So, we've looked at what's behind, but Paul says, forget what lies behind and look forward, press on. So here's the dealio, church. We have another year ahead of us, 2020. It's a cool year to me because it's 2020. The only thing better would be like 2222, but I doubt I'll be alive for that. So this is probably the best one I'm going to get. You guys have shown incredible growth and maturity at times. I didn't even mention the time where I goofed up so hard. That's all right. Nobody needs to relive that one. But you've shown growth and maturity, and I've watched you all go from a church that was kind of floundering to a church that is willing to put their foot out there. Now, yes, some of you are going, Pastor, I didn't really help with any of that. Did you give money on a Sunday morning? Were you willing to do that? Because you know what? We needed that too. It's not all that we need. Please don't be like, well, good. I won't help out like the night next year. No, we still need manpower. But I've watched this small change, and I've watched as we have two new families that come here because of you guys. It's not because of me. Yes, I granted, I get up here on a Sunday morning and Maddie gets up there and Grandma and Kathy and Aunt Lori, we all get up here and Dad's back there and we're, we run a good service, I think. Not to toot our own horn. But you know what? As great as this service is, if, you, if people aren't here to hear it, it doesn't matter. I could be the greatest speaker this side of the Mississippi. But if nobody's here, it doesn't matter. And I can't bring them in. That's where you guys come in. And you guys, through your love, through your patience, have shown certain things. And I haven't even hit on your own personal joys and struggles this year that some of you have come and told me about. And I'm not going to. That's not my business to tell. But here's the thing. God, in his infinite wisdom, has seen fit to give us another moment. I don't know if it'll be a year. I don't know if it'll be a day. I don't know if it'll be till the end of the service at 10.30-ish. But I do know this. He's seen fit to give us another moment and another moment and another moment, so on and so forth. Our slogan this year isn't changing. Where faith meets life. In case you didn't notice, if you never go out here, there's this awesome sticker thing. I don't know what it's technically called. Decal on the wall. It's great. It's the first thing you'd see when you walk through that door out there. I want to challenge you guys. Walk with us. Because we want to press on towards the goal of Christ Jesus. Because we live in a town that with all the strides we've made, there's still quite a bit of darkness. I talked about this at the candlelight service. That you know what? One candle, it lights up a little bit. But you know what? It gets swallowed up by that darkness real quick. But 40, 50 candles, that starts brightening up. And the more candles there are, the more flames there are. Man, that darkness, it's got to start receding. It can't beat the light. The, the darkness of New Milford cannot beat your light. Because it's not your light, it's Christ. And here's the thing, church. We have so much we need to do. We've got a VBS coming up. 
We've got to light the night. We've got a, a picnic, and I don't know if Adam will be here for that one. This was the first time in six years Adam has been here. He lives in Pittsburgh now. So who knows if he'll be back? I hope he is. We've got so much stuff that we do. Even on an everyday basis, there's a school that meets here every day that sees certain things. Students see certain things. And you guys have shown them, even if you're not here, who Christ is at times. So this is a year-long challenge for 2020. 2019 was a great year. You wouldn't know that if you looked at social media or the news. You'd assume it was the worst year in the history of mankind. 2019 was a great year for us. There were a lot of hardships. There's no doubt about it. But God walked through each and every one of them with us and blessed us incredibly. So here's to 2020 because it can be even better. We gained two families in the year. Really in the past five months. Who says we can't gain four next year? Or five? Or even more? Who says that we can't help even more families than we helped this year? I didn't even touch on that. We helped so many families out this year through clothing, through food, through money, through it all. I didn't even mention them all the time to you because I forgot at times to say something. That's what the church is about. So yeah, last year was great. But I want an even better 2020. And I'm not here to tell you I'm going to lead you into the promised land. I'm going to do my best. There's going to be some more stumbles. I'll guarantee it. There's going to be some more successes. I guarantee it. Because there are people in this church who are willing to make a success and work to see it happen. To see kids that are in that room right there. Yes, you might not be in there teaching them, but you being here allows this to happen. We're going to have a baptismal service this year in a, in a membership class. And I know of a few people that want to get baptized, and I love it. I didn't baptize anybody last year. I'd like to baptize some next year. Not for my own gain, but because it means they want to make a public profession of who Christ is in their lives. So in all, here's to 2020. Here's to what you guys are going to do. And hopefully I can get out of the way enough to not stop it from happening. I'm still going to be here. As long as you guys want me here and as long as God wants me here, I'll be here on a Sunday morning singing the same songs. We'll introduce a few this year. Preaching a message. And it's going to be great. Turning the coffee on at 7 o'clock in the morning so it's ready for you guys. It's good. But you guys are the ones that are going to make 2020 great. So here's through the new year. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you that you give us an opportunity to show you to people. I want to thank you for the past year, for what you've allowed us to do. To allow us to be a part of. Because to say, even to say as great as an influence and as much as she's done, even to say, well, it was Annette, is not true because it was you and we just allowed you to work. Sometimes we were a little stubborn. But I praise you for this past year. And God, I ask for this year going forward. Give us the faith to keep stepping out. Give us the strength to keep stepping out. Help, help us to look back at this year. When the moments are tough to look back at this year and go, Father, I know you brought me through that, so I'm going to keep going. God, I ask that VBS, we have water this year. That'd be nice. I'm going to ask that it doesn't rain at, uh, at light the night. I'm going to ask that our plans don't get thwarted at the Midtown Festival. 
you know what that means? Something else is going to go wrong. And I ask that you would give us the wisdom and strength to walk through that as well and to give you the glory and the honor and the praise throughout it all. Father, it's in the name of Christ Jesus we pray. Amen and amen.